0: On the edge of real and cyberspace, there is one place you can go, and you found it. Welcome to Nightwise.com, the one and only podcast with hacks, tips, and tweaks. Uh, Welcome to show number, I think it's three, of season four, not season four, season twelve, of the Nightwise.com podcast, where today I'm going to talk to you guys about using a foreign computer while driving to work, so you might get some road noise. But it's always a bit of a journey, isn't it? A foreign computer. Well, what is it? A foreign computer is a computer that is not in another country, but actually a computer that is not yours to tweak, tinker, and play with to your heart's delight. Now, a foreign computer might be the computer from work, might be the computer from your kids or your library, or whatever you go and use a computer that is not yours you use a foreign computer my name is Nightwise and I use a foreign computer during the day and uh, one of the things that I uh, do for my living you know I'm a, an IT uh, consultant so I do subcontracting gigs and uh, sometimes they tell you to bring your own device and sometimes they say hey here's a laptop have fun with that and that's the way it is at the current gig Uh, they gave me a 15 inch um, lenovo laptop i can't remember the type model but i'll put a link in the show notes i only know that it's uh, clunky and it's heavy and uh, I don't like clunky and heavy things anymore because I like my things small and light. But that being said, um, this is Z Work computer, and it has been installed with Z Work uh, operating system and the Work applications. And Z Work has, of course, wisely decided not to give its users admin access. This is something st- a lot of companies still do. They have well-defined processes and procedures and they have well-defined tasks that their staff needs to do yet they give their people full reign of uh, rights on the machines and for I would say 90% of uh, people working in administration or people working in IT governance uh, you don't need You absolutely don't need install rights on that machine. The only people who might need it, might, are developers, and even then. And that's actually quite ridiculous, uh, because if you take a look at the field today, if you go to to companies or you go to small businesses, uh, especially, it's local admin all the way, which is not good, because if your user... uh, clicks on a piece of malware that malware has local admin rights and well that's that's a party right there so I don't have local admin rights but I'm a geek oh my god so how do you cope because you have your own things and your own stuff that you want to do you can't no you can't use Internet Explorer it's not possible but you also can't install things so how do you deal with a foreign computer one of the things that I have uh, always uh, tried to do is that if I have data that belongs to me, I do not put it on the hard drive of the foreign computer. I easily solve this <coughs> by uh, using a USB stick. I have found this tiny tiny 128 gigabyte USB stick that I use uh, and uh, that is um, plugged in permanently uh, my foreign computer and what does that um, USB drive behold? Uh, That USB drive beholds my data. Uh, What do I have on there? I have uh, quite a bit of music on there because I do like to listen to stuff and I sometimes stream stuff as well. We'll get to that next week but I also like to have some stuff offline and uh, I I just put it on there. It's a 128 gigabyte stick cost me about 50 bucks. Um, and I've got like my, po- my, my uh, a selection of podcasts on there. I've got old, uh, very old podcasts on there. Like, like my archives, podcasts that are sometimes 10 years old. They're still on my archive log. I kind of put them on there to, to you know, just listen to them to old, for old time's sake. Or stuff that I downloaded uh, that I would like to listen to. Like, for example, um, I don't know. Uh, one of the things I love to do is go on YouTube and uh, download speeches and interviews, but then only download the audio. So I've downloaded some some, uh, some speeches and some talks about public speaking, because I do that, and um, I put them on there. So it's kind of a library of stuff that I like to listen to when I'm working on my foreign computer. So there's some music there, there's some... Uh, downloaded speeches and, and, and talks there, I even, and, uh, yes, this is very nerdy, I have even ripped the audio off of some, um, old, uh, <clears throat> old, well, some of the original Star Trek movies, and, uh, I, I kind of, I, I sometimes listen to that, kind of like an audio drama, and then just imagine the, um, imagine the images with the, I know it's, it's very nerdy, but, those are some some of the goofy things that I've got on there. Uh, I regularly find interesting stuff on the Internet Archive, recordings of stuff, and uh, that's all on my on my on my USB stick. Some a lot of non-mainstream stuff. Uh, the other things that I've got on there is background noise. Now I found this great YouTube channel from uh, Knife. I mentioned him before, and he is s- specialized in making brown noise, and and then not the brown noise that we all know and love but you know special brown noise like a eight hour mix of the starship normandy or a 16 hour mix continuous loop of the bridge of the enterprise or a 24 hours loop of the engine room of the enterprise and this is actually great brown noise to work to uh, if you got to concentrate but you don't want to hear your colleagues yapping away which when you work in landscape offices is a real drag and uh, Serious Knife has all of these uh, and you can just rip the audio out of them. So uh, I've been known to use them to fall asleep, which is great. I mean, that's like, you know, cuddling up in the corner of, of the engine room of, of, of the Enterprise. Uh, make sure that Geordi's not there because we don't like Geordie. And then just, just falling asleep to the <coughs> stuff like that. And uh, they, they, it also has some other mixes, so I put them on there. Um, the other things that are on there are a couple of personal items like, for example, a scan of my, uh, of my passport and my identity card and stuff like that. Should something happen to me and I need a document in a Jiffy, I've, I've got it on there. That's kind of data that I carry around with me portably uh, wherever I go, should I need to. I also have a, a PDF with my signature. Which I can cut out and paste into any document that I need to sign. Now, all of these confidential files should be locked away in an encrypted file. So I uh, urge you to use 7-Zip to um, encrypt those files with a password. That uh, you have them with you, but if something happens, you can. Uh, you, I mean, your data is not uh, is not you know breached. You don't have confidential documents or data out there and if you know if your it department should come stooping by you never know where you're going to end up um they can when they do a remote desktop session or or just open up the file browser on your hard drive take a peek at that hard drive but they're not going to be able to do anything with um, that confidential data so tno trust no one so some music on there, some 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 uh, well uh, audio books or, or lectures on there, uh, some uh, uh, some confidential data on there, and of course applications. I absolutely love the portable apps suite, portableapps.com. You just go there, and you can download an entire library of portable applications. Now, these portable applications will run on your computer from the location you tell them to, hence your USB stick, and they will not install themselves. They will not leave a trace, which is quite handy because I told you about you know, using a foreign computer, it might be somebody else's computer, but you can also do that for yourself. You can build up a suite of applications. And your presets for these applications and adaptations or, or, or adjustments that you make to these adaptations, your local um, your, your local files, actually, your application files uh, linked to your user, are also stored on that Portable Apps directory. So I've installed the Portable app suite and a ton of apps. I uh, will give you a detailed list in the next episode when uh, I'm going to really have to dive in that into that with the computer in front of me and uh, I run them from there and I run my favorite browsers from there like Chrome and Opera and the new Firefox which is absolutely brilliant as long as I don't have to use IE I'm happy Um, and uh, but also stuff like an antivirus application uh, and a malware scanner and some networking tools and stuff like UNetbootin and stuff So things that I regularly use on any Windows system, but don't necessarily want to install. And Portable Apps is a great suite. You get a launcher with that. When you click on the button, it just opens up a menu. You can select whatever application that you want to use, and boom, you're gone. So this is becoming a little operating system on its own. And I refer back to an episode that's, I think... Ten years old 11 years old called life on a stick that was a two-parter where i uh, intensely talked about living off a usb stick on a foreign computer and uh, this is uh, this is actually a little bit more of a of an extension to that so yeah um portable apps great i mean it's a, it's a great application suite and all of that runs off of my usb stick great stuff The things that I've also done is when I set up my browser and I use um, the browser on the portable you know the portable browser that I use I also change my download directory to go to the portable drive so when I click download uh, it doesn't go to my work hard drive but it goes to my personal USB hard drive and those are little things that you can tweak with Uh, and uh, you can make shortcuts to folders on your portable drive put them on the desktop of the foreign computer you're working on if you're pairing both for a longer time and uh, that works great Uh, that kind of gives you your own environment inside a foreign environment and i use this every day now i say as but the the one thing that you should remember is this you this is something that you can also use on your own laptop I mean let's say you have several windows laptops I don't know uh, a desktop or, or uh, a desktop or a laptop or I don't know um, a computer in the den or stuff like that or you have kids with with um, with with who uh, who each have their own computer I'm sorry I trying to do a very dangerous overtaking maneuver here. <laughs> uh, that's that's okay. That all went well. Um, so those are also um, scenarios where you can use portable apps by just putting them on Dropbox. So you put all of your portable apps and all of your portable environments on Dropbox and you treat Dropbox or whatever cloud storage you're using as the portable environment with everything on there. And this travels around with you Uh, across the multiple machines that you've linked to that cloud account. So, for example, you have all of your portable apps and all of your stuff on Dropbox. And uh, then you switch systems to, I don't know, your wife's computer or God knows what, and you have them with you as well. So the environment travels around with you without you having to install and configure it all on every possible system. And there are applications like, for example, Chrome that sync up their settings to the cloud and that travel around with you, which is great, but there are some in which it doesn't, like for example, Putty or Falzilla or stuff like that. So why not put them on your Dropbox as a portable app and have those um, configurations travel around with you everywhere, which is really handy and uh, slows down your install time. Um, what else? Uh, let me see. Oh, there, there's one more scenario where you, of course, want to use a, a stick with portable apps. is because of the malware scans and tools and the antivirus tools that are available on there. They all work when you plug them into a foreign system. Like, for example, it's, it's been Thanksgiving and we all had to, well, you all, <laughs> uh, Americans, had to uh, <clears throat> fix your grand's computer or, or scan the malware off of, uh, off of your aunt's uh, laptop. So instead of going online and having to download everything, you've got your stick with portable apps and you shove it in there and there it it is. So that's uh, for me a very simple, uh, yet a very effective way to um, have all the applications that I need while having to uh, spend less time on keeping them up to date. And I have all of my favorite stuff with me on any foreign windows machine I'm working with. So, I hope that that's been a tip that you uh, can really use. Uh additionally, when it comes to um using a medium for those portable apps, um there are of course several possibilities. I've got a a little USB stick uh, that's quite large and that is hooked up to um my work laptop and kind of just sits there but there are also other scenarios that you can use if you have a a portable hard drive uh, one of those mini laptop hard drives that's okay you can use that that's also um, a a valid um, a valid medium and it gives you even more space to do things with Um, another possible medium is a usb keychain which i like uh, because you have that Uh, On your keychain. It is, you know, um, stuck to your keys, to your car keys, and that way you have them with you everywhere. And you don't forget your USB stick when you leave because, hey, your keys are attached. And it's also a great way to stick that into your work laptop and that way always keep track of where your your keys are. That kind of works for me. I, I, I like that. And of course, there's the third option, and that might be the faster option to get a sd or micro sd card now sd cards and micro sd cards these days are fast because you know they have to be able to handle 4k video recording i recently bought one and it's freaking awesome um this is great stuff uh this is awesome awesome stuff to work with um when it comes down to having to record lady what are you doing uh there with having to record um hd or 4k video because these cards need to be really fast but um they also they also are great for running these things on because they are freaking fast so you can also install all those portable apps on a micro sd card and use a micro sd to usb reader to uh, access them or just plop them right in to whatever laptop you're working on that has an SD card reader. The great thing here is that it's really spiced up because these things are tiny. You lose them and it's expensive but uh, you also slide them into your wallet or they, they, they are these tiny, tiny you know, mini, mini, mini hard drives that you can just take with you everywhere and uh, play CSI in Miami with because... You've got all your forensic tools right on there and you can impress people quite easily. So yeah, all possible scenarios to get more out of your applications when using a foreign computer or get more out of your applications while using several computers by uh, hauling what I just uh, told you about to a cloud storage drive that syncs across. So I hope that's been a helpful tip I've arrived at work, where I need to work with my foreign computer, which I, which will be running my own applications, like my podcatcher that downloads the podcasts, to the foreign computer, which is great. So I will um, see you guys on the next episode, where we continue to let technology work for you instead of the other way around, while getting more done with less effort. See you guys. Bye.
1: And that's all the time we have this week on the NightWise.com podcast, Season 12, Episode 3, Stick It. It's not a new topic for the show, but it had been a long time since we first talked with NightWise about life on a stick. As much as the world has changed and the tools have evolved, the principles have remained mostly the same. Keep a copy of what you own and what you want to run with you, and you'll always have something that's yours, even in a hostile, I mean, foreign environment. Your stick, your apps, your data. As usual, links to things mentioned in today's show will be available over on the website at nightwise.com. You can also send in your feedback to the old email address, feedback at nightwise.com, or over on Twitter at nightwise.com slash Twitter. Until next time, remember to keep some of your life on a stick and to let the technology even the foreign computers, work for you. You have been listening to the NightWise.com podcast, the show with hacks, tips, and tweaks for cross-platform geeks. Send your feedback, questions, or start your own personal flame war by contacting us directly on feedback at nightwise.com or following us on Twitter, Facebook, or Google+. You can support the show by sharing it with your friends or writing us a nice iTunes review at www.nightwise.com forward slash iTunes. Or, if you have some credits to spend, click the PayPal button on the nightwise.com website to help us pay the bills. Just remember, there is real life outside cyberspace! But it's not all that important. (laughs)
2: you <laughs>